Greetings, everyone. You are listening to Keeping It Real with Janine, your guide to living an authentic, healthy life. My guests today, that's in the plural, are Craig and Mo Carlson. Craig Carlson is a retired Army colonel. He's a graduate of Texas A&M University, the National War College, with two master's degrees, one in national security strategy and one in military arts and science. He served 27 years with experience in NATO, Pentagon Army operations, counter-narcotics, intelligence, HR, air defense battery, and battalion-level commands. His awards include the Distinguished Service Medal, the Defense Superior Service Medal, and Legion of Merit. Mo Carlson is the wife of Craig Carlson. She is a former fashion designer educated in Germany at the University of Applied Sciences. She's an avid researcher. That's how we connect. (laughs) And she's a volunteer for many Christian and military charities, receiving numerous awards for her volunteer work as a military wife. And today we're going to talk about various subjects relating to all that is going on in our world right now. Hi, Mo and Craig. How are you? Hello, Janine. Hi, we're great. (laughs) Good. Um, Now, because there's two of you there, I know you don't have headsets on, but I'm not hearing any uh, feedback, so I think we'll be good. So, Craig and Mo, where would you like to start? I thought you've got such a um, a different background from a lot of my guests, although I did have Brad Johnson on. But, f- you know, with all that's going on and from your perspective, what are you seeing? Well, I, I've never been more concerned about America. Uh, we have the worst leadership in office right now that we've had in our history. Uh, And these people have declared war basically on the Constitution. They want to take away our First Amendment rights and our Second Amendment rights. And they are only doubling down on their evil. And that's one of the things that concerns me the most is that if you were worried about the upcoming election, you would be changing your course because you're getting such terrible poll numbers. Well, because they're not reacting to the polls and changing their agenda, um, I don't think they think there's going to be another election or they think they've already got it mm. stolen. I was just listening to uh, a podcast. Well, uh, it was, uh, was it a podcast? Anyway, I was just listening to something. They were saying that Governor Newsom is being groomed as a presidential candidate. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> I know. God. And they were talking about how all of these bills are being just like rushed through hush hush in California to take away rights. Yes. Yeah. Well, the only way Newsom can win is by a stolen election. That's for certain. So this stuff with the monkeypox that's just come out, we predicted, we predicted uh, probably a year ago that before this election, there would be another shutdown. Mm-hmm. And uh, here they're rolling it out. So if if you didn't believe that, um, maybe some people will believe it now. Well, I didn't see uh, this coming, but I th- I was thinking an alien invasion was going to be the, <laughs> the next one. <laughs> well, it was just harder to pull off, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. 
But, I mean, you look at the leadership, Biden, Harris, Pelosi, Schumer, Garland, McConnell, Austin, and uh, thoroughly modern Millie. Um, these, these folks are apparently incompetent unless it's intentional. Mm, mm-hmm. And uh, I'm afraid that it is precisely that. It's intentional. Uh, and I hate to hear uh, some of our conservative news media talking about how the Democrats are stupid. They are, they're doing this and this is just makes no sense. Well, they know what they're doing. Uh, This is not an accident. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I have to say, I'm a lifelong, mostly independent, Democrat, mostly independent, but I am disgusted. I I am thoroughly disgusted by the people in the Democratic Party and and how they're behaving and what they're doing. I, I can't believe it. I guess I was really fooled, you know? I was a Democrat, well, affiliated with Democrats, social Democrats, while I was in Germany, uh, until I changed to the conservative side for like 25 years after I had moved to the U.S. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, it was a rude awakening. It wasn't a quick transition. It was a hard realization that what I had believed in before was wrong. But after I had immigrated to the U.S., I just realized when watching what was going on, specifically now here in my new home Mm -hmm. country, that what the left was doing was absolutely unbearable, irresponsible, and something I could just no longer uh, support. So I slowly chipped away at my conviction and became a conservative. Uh, I do consider myself more of an independent Mm -hmm. Uh, but I did uh, register as a Republican last year when I finally got my uh, citizenship uh, so I could vote in the presidential elections and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I've never been very politically oriented anyway. I've I've always just kind of tried to stay away from that. So I really wasn't paying attention. And as you know, this has been in the works, what's going on for decades, right? So I think they very cleverly and and they're not stupid at all because they pulled the wool over all of us you know all of our eyes and for those of us who thought that the the democratic party stood for fairness and all of the positive things that i thought they stood for and now you know the, they're the ones who want censorship they're the ones who you yep. know want to jab everybody i love my body my choice isn't valid when you're talking about shots, but my body, my choice when you're when you're talking about abortion or pro-life or, you know, that whole subject, then it becomes really important. But it's not, it doesn't seem to have any validity when uh, somebody doesn't want to get jabbed. Well, since you've gone down that road, <laughs> uh, the SCOTUS abortion leak seemed to be perfectly timed um, to coincide with the premiere of 2000 Mules. Mm-hmm. It kind of sucked all the oxygen out of the room uh, for that story to get out. And it got very, uh, 2000 Mules got very little coverage from Fox or Newsmax, and the MSM was not about to report on it. Now, I don't, I, I've really lost faith in Fox, mm-hmm. and I'm highly disappointed with uh, Newsmax on their coverage of 2000 Mules. 
Yeah. Well, uh, Craig, isn't isn't Fox owned by the same mega corporations uh, that own MSNBC and CBC and you know C? Well, that's Canada. Uh, CBS, NBC, all of that. Aren't they all owned by the same five corporations? Well, it's an incestuous lot, right? But uh, the the real power behind the scene, you know, we talked about the invisible hand for decades, and that invisible hand is apparent now. Uh, through COVID and all the propaganda that's been exposed, the censoring, uh, you know, if you want to know what the truth is, look at what's being censored. Mm -hmm. The invisible hand is, is Davos crowd. Right. That's, that's the group that's leading all this. Now explain the Davos crowd, because that's something that I don't think we've gone into on the podcast. And there may be some people who aren't familiar well, Davos, they have a meeting at Davos, and it's the most influential people in the world that are invited to that, and mostly, uh, uh, you know, multi-billionaires um, at the top of this thing, uh, Schwab and uh, Bill Gates, uh, people like that. And, and um, uh, These people go out there this year. You know, Mo has shown me a list of people that go there, Car John Kerry. Mm -hmm. is one of them, uh, Bill Keating, Madeline Dean, uh, some of these names. Pat probably, Toomey. You know, Pat Toomey was one. Ted Deutsch. Uh, Al Gore. Al Gore. Uh, but uh, Soros, uh, that whole group goes to these Davos meetings every year. Zuckerberg. And, uh, yeah, Zuckerberg also. And uh, they, they've put out this plan. And if you're familiar with... Uh, the Georgia Guidestone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why don't you explain? I, I know what they are. Why don't you explain what they are? Okay. Well, they're these uh, tablets, basically, in Georgia, uh, near Atlanta, that uh, list the agenda uh, that they're following. And part of that agenda is depopulation. Um, I think the numbers on the tablets run about 1 billion people left on the earth after uh, after they've depopulated, and it's to save the earth. Mm -hmm. Just so everyone knows, these tablets are stone. The uh, words are carved in stone, and they're uh, very tall. What they're about? How tall are they? Do you know? I, I'm thinking they're like nine feet tall. Yeah, and do we know when they when they were erected or? No, no. Uh, matter of fact, it's a mystery as to who put them there. Mm hmm. Uh, or when they were put there. It's it's an interesting little mystery. That, um, conspiracy theorists, as they call us, uh, <laughs> have been following for a long time. But it's funny how these conspiracies have about a life expectancy of six months, it seems, um, before they're actually found out to be true. If you're not familiar and you're listening to this, uh, you need to look up the Georgia Guidestones. Uh, I don't know enough about it to uh, talk brilliantly about it now, mm -hmm. but uh, I've certainly read about it and explored it, and it's scary stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the, the Democrats seem to have uh, disinformation, obfuscation, and diversionary tactics uh, about just about everything. They use fear and intimidation to get their way. And that's getting more brutal. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I personally, I don't understand how people 
can accept the censorship. Like, when did that become okay to not allow an opposing point of view? It just, it boggles my mind. Well, I had a, a several incidents where I was censored on my Facebook page mm-hmm. posts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I put a, a video of Nancy Pelosi speaking up and they censored it and said it wasn't true. <laughs> yeah, this was fake news. And you got a video of her saying this stuff and uh, just unbelievable uh, that they would do this. I know and, and think they can get away with it and mm-hmm. they do, mm-hmm. um, but it's about money and the people that own the companies um, are behind the censoring. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I, I'm sure it is about money, but it seems to me that it's almost more about power and control. Oh yeah, no doubt. Those two always go hand in hand. <laughs> well, you think, you think about the anchor people uh, on some of these networks that were famous and pro- seem to be professional, uh, they must be being paid a lot of money to perform some of the uh, services they are, propaganda-type services uh, that they're doing. It's just revolting. I-, I can't help but wonder. I know that some have left. They couldn't take it, and they decided to leave. But the ones who have stayed and who are just blatantly lying – I, I just, I wonder, how do they feel about themselves? You know, I, 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 how, do, how, do you, how do you sleep at night? How do you look people in the eye knowing that you're, you're lying and you're harming people? Yeah, um, it, it's brutal right now. But, you know, Zelensky was actually installed with the help of Soros. Mm-hmm. And uh, neither one of those guys are heroes, but Soros, because he owns so much of the media, he can paint the Ukraine situation any way he wants. Um, and the media has lied about so much. And I'll give you a few examples. The the ghost pilot that allegedly shot down like six Russian aircraft in the first week of the war. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a lie. Uh, the Snake Island martyrs, uh, well, they weren't actually killed. They were captured. But uh, in the media, you thought these guys were martyrs for uh, freedom. In mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, the women's hospital um, that was bombed and blown up, that turned out to be not right. Fake, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the shelling of nuclear facilities that got everybody's attention pretty quickly. Uh, that went away real quick after that was discovered a lie. And then they buried so much more, like the uh, the bio labs being connected to the U.S. and Fauci. All of a sudden, that went away quick. I mean, it was like somebody threw a switch, and you didn't hear anything about that ever again. To make a comment on that, it's it's so fascinating how different topics are brought up and and sensationalized, and then all of a sudden, there's nothing. It's just gone. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, we're changing subjects again, but I mean, the example of the Las Vegas shooter. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a horrible event and it just disappeared. Nobody talks about it. 
Only on alternate, alternate media where you see videos where people have put incredible info together that seems to confirm that this was not at all what they told us it was. What was it? Because I haven't followed that. <clears throat> well, apparently there were more than one shooter. The shooting supposedly, in some cases, did not come from that hotel window. It came directly from the streets. Mm -hmm. And it appeared to, in part at least, have been... Um, military or law enforcement style people who were at least uh, equipped and dressed that way. Mm -hmm. um, then the whole thing, uh, I would have to send you a link to a very good video. It's long, but it gives incredible information. Uh, then the way uh, the shooter was uh, killed, everything about his room was not kosher and of course then again also in all the incidents where we are sold a certain story it just so happens that the many cameras the many surveillance cameras all of a sudden have all not worked right right like epstein so no one ever on the camera saw this guy come in and out schlepping all these uh, guns and rifles <laughs> and whatnot in there nothing in every elevator has uh, a camera. This, the, I'm sure in Las Vegas, every uh, mm. hotel has more cameras than anywhere else in the country right. because of theft and everything. Then there were two women who were uh, he was seen with and who supposedly at some point had been in his room and then also one at least next to the room. All that only came out way later and only on alternate media. So uh, it's it's amazing how in certain incidences all the cameras um, just malfunction. Another big one would, of course, be Epstein, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Mo, why don't you send me the link to that and I'll, I'll post it on the podcast webpage in case anybody's interested in looking at it. Yeah, I will. I, I know I have it bookmarked somewhere. I will find okay. it and send it to you. Absolutely. Well, the other thing about the Las Vegas shooter, he's like the invisible man. He had no background. Yeah. Nobody yeah. knew anything about him. Uh, he was off the grid. Um, you know, it's, it sounds like a professional to me, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, sure did go away. Yeah, you know, I, gosh, it's, I've learned so much in the last two and a half years. It, it seems like so many of the stories that have been reported are are totally, the details that have been reported are pretty much made up and the actual yeah. truth is completely different. And it's like, I can't believe, I mean, you'd think, okay, maybe a few things here and there, right? But it seems like it's, most everything. I just, it boggles my mind. I'm like, what reality have I been living in? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a clown world of a violent type, I would say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is, because uh, I've, I've listened to and read a lot of different facts about what, what is happening between Russia and Ukraine and why that's happening. Well, I have I have real mixed emotions about this whole thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. First off, if I find myself on the same side as Soros, uh, something's wrong. <laughs> and uh, Soros put Zelensky in office, 
He's controlling the media about that, which I've already talked about, really. Mm -hmm. Anytime America's on the same side as Soros, you can bet something is terribly wrong. Mm -hmm. I, th I think the media has been so has sold us out on this uh, Soros uh, invention, if you will. But also Biden, if you remember, he wanted this war with Putin. Mm -hmm. uh, he was poking the bear, so to speak, and waiting for a reaction. And then when Putin went to war uh, and Zelensky wouldn't come out of the Ukraine, I think that shocked Biden. Biden expected uh, Zelensky to escape the Ukraine with billions of dollars and uh, offered him a plane ride out. And if you remember, he said, I don't want to ride. I, I, I want weapons. Mm -hmm. Zelensky's been painted as this hero. Uh, but the Ukraine is much like uh, Russia. Russia is a kleptocracy. Um, it's, it's run by gangsters. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you, if you have a business and it's thriving, uh, somebody's going to take it away from you um, that's higher up the chain. Well, my understanding is the Ukraine is one of the most corrupt countries in the world with the human trafficking and the bio labs and the, yeah. the money laundering and geez. And Hunter Biden. And hundred, yeah, and and then we're we're sending billions of dollars over there. Jeez, oh, forty billion dollars was sent there with no oversight. Wow, there's a lot of Americans that could be helped. Yes, you Certainly. bet. We have no business putting that kind of money out overseas when we got so many problems at home. But so many of the problems we've got here are uh, manufactured. Like the like the food crisis that they're talking about, the fuel, the food, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, baby formula. Baby formula. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, these people that have I listed off the names earlier, but they are uh, they're against the Constitution. They're against the American people. They're certainly against the uh, uh, economy. Mm -hmm. They want to bring us down. So we're we're in terrible shape with the lack of leadership, honest leadership, and people that are serving us. Well, that's certainly not uh, a coincidence, right? <clears throat> I mean, I don't understand how Biden can get up there and say, you know, there's food shortages, blah blah blah, but then not do you know, just be prepared to to starve rather than letting the farmers farm and bringing more more oil in or whatever we need for fuel and i mean it's 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 like on one hand he's admitting that they're cutting off supplies and on the other hand saying you know you're going to starve and it's like is there i mean besides growing your own food what can people do i it's i don't know it's very frustrating i, I it's hard for me to believe that he can get away, he or whoever's behind him, uh, that they can get away with it. Well, Biden is suffering from dementia. He's been suffering from it long before he got, uh, before the election. Uh, he, didn't, he wasn't elected. Well, I feel like his, his mouth is just moving. He's not, he's not yeah. the one, he's not the one making these decisions. Yeah, no. That's, that's right. He is a puppet. And oh my gosh, you know, we've talked about so many crises uh, in just the last, what, 30 minutes or so. <laughs> uh, 
and and they just keep going on. Um, the SCOTUS uh, situation, they want to pack the court. Mm-hmm. And uh, they'll do it by any means they can. Uh, it, it's terribly frightening. They've been following the Nazi uh, agenda, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. uh, so closely. That's frightening. Uh, they've got their brown shirts, the Antifa, the uh, yeah. BLM, and uh, they even had their own uh, uh, Reichstag moment with the Capitol on January 6th. Mm-hmm. They wanted to turn that into the Reichstag. Historian, historians would know that the Reichstag was burned and it was blamed on a Jewish citizen. Okay. And that cranked up the... Uh, hatred for the Jews in, in Germany. Oh, okay. Um, so the Reichstag moment was January 6th that they were following that same plan. Aha. Uh-huh. Now that makes sense. That makes sense. I hadn't heard that. And that, and I, I, I barely remembered that happening in, in Germany, but now that you talk about it, I do remember that. So well, you were, you were just a child. <laughs> Let's see, was I even, uh, let's see, I was born in 49, so. No, you weren't even born then. Right, I wasn't even born then. (laughs) Wow. So what do you feel is the goal? You know, I mean, you've got all of these, it's, I, I have this vision of, it's like, we've got all these fires everywhere. We're trying to put them out, right? And then another one pops up, another fire and another fire and keep trying to put all these fires out. But what's, what's the purpose? What's, what's the end goal? Well, the end goal, I think, is to depopulate and they're, you know, the Trojan horse they're riding is, uh, the, uh, climate change, um, that's that is one of the biggest lies ever. Well, I don't know about where you are, but it's freaking cold here and it's been raining. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't gotten most. I, I just put a, like my broccoli and cabbage and cauliflower in because I know that likes cool weather, you know, and lettuce likes cool weather. But uh, I can't put anything else in the garden. It's too cold. Well, if you go back and look at uh, an inconvenient truth, uh, uh, truth or whatever that movie was that Al Gore put out, mm-hmm. yeah, um, maybe not. about climate change, uh, the uh, poles were supposed to be without ice in 2014. Oh, uh-huh. but you go back and you look at any of, any of this stuff. None of the catastrophes that have been predicted have come true. Also, as long as Venice is above water. That would be a good indicator that the sea levels are not rising. That's a good point. Obama and Pelosi buying new homes on the beach. I'm not worried about water levels rising either, and nor are they, apparently. <laughs> I know. I saw that. I thought, yeah, they don't seem to be very concerned. Yeah. <clears throat> but if you tell a lie that's so big that nobody can disprove it, like who has the ability to measure temperatures all over the globe and say, oh, this is what's happening or this is what's not happening. Uh, So you just keep repeating the lie over and over and over. And eventually people believe it. Goebbels Goebbels learned that during World War II. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Well, there were so many things years ago that I heard, like the slogan of the new world order, that at that point I thought, uh, yeah, story, kind of a fable. So many things I did not really believe in a few years ago have proven to be true. And I think everything we're seeing now has to do with the new world order. And of course, I think the first time that word or slogan was even mentioned was right after World War II. So the idea itself seems to be very old, mm -hmm. uh, but everything is accelerating. And until even sometime early last year, all our politicians negated that the Great Reset is a real thing. Now you see it everywhere. The, the World Health Organization puts it out everywhere. They're built back better, which of course is a joke as a slogan in itself. But all our left-wing politicians and the media, of course, said uh, that is just another conspiracy. And they knew exactly that this was very true and was the whole agenda. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, and that's where we're going with all this. Now, I do believe that we have to be good stewards of the environment. Yeah. Uh, but I don't believe in the hysteria. No. Right. I mean, the climate does change, no doubt. It always it's has. Called weather. Yeah. <laughs> and and there might be some, there probably is some impact through the industrial revolution and everything we have now that we didn't have hundreds of years ago or thousands of years ago. Sure, that has some impact. But yeah, the hysteria to me is absolutely unacceptable and uh, unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I remember decades ago, I... I hope I'm remembering correctly, but the the whole idea, they didn't call it uh, the New World Order then, um, but it was this idea of, uh, of like the planet coming together, but I saw it as peaceful, right? Of, yeah. of you know, a, a peaceful cohabitation where everyone's working together and, yeah. and no one's starving and, you know, everyone's needs are, are met and there's plenty for everyone. I still think there's plenty for everyone there. I don't, I don't buy into this whole scarcity mentality, which is what it is. No, it's no. fear and scarcity mentality. And I've always felt this planet is abundant and there's enough for everyone. Uh, no matter how many people are on the planet. So then that sort of morphed into now the one planet, but it's control and lack and scarcity and, you know, depopulation and, and all of this AI has been rolled into it, right? You know, chip everybody yeah, and, and, um, you know, look at what's, look at what's happening yeah. in China. Those poor people. I've just, my heart breaks. Yeah. It's terrible. How can people treat people, other people like that? I just, it's like everybody has lost their mind. I think, I, I wonder if, if the, the jabs really have, they have something in it that really has changed because there are components that do cross the blood brain barrier. And I really do wonder if it has changed people's ability to be compassionate and empathetic. And I heard that a long time ago, that it was going to change people's ability to, to, to be empathetic and to have consideration for others and, and kind of cut people off from their spiritual connection to source. And I'm beginning to think that that may be true. Well, there's an, uh, a biblical quote, and I can't tell you the verse, but it goes something like, there will come a time when people want their ears tickled. Uh, In other words, tell me what I want to hear. 
uh, and reason has nothing to do with it. Logic out the door. Uh, and what gender are you today? <laughs> it's wow. I know. So, what can we do? What do you do? You guys have any any ideas of those of us who uh, are standing strong and really know in our heart of hearts that this is wrong? Um, what what can we do? I mean, there's such. Sometimes I feel, you know, that I have power, and and often I feel, I feel like I there's nothing I can do. I'm a victim, and I don't want to be that way. Well, we we have gotten involved at the local level with the politics here in Pennsylvania, and for instance, I never thought I would be an <laughs> activist handing out flyers at a polling station, but I sure was. Also, uh, attending political events. Uh, that you normally would not want to attend, but it's mm -hmm. it's your civic duty, really, to get be involved. Um, you know, I was asked to run for office a couple of times, and I refused. I said, you know, uh, I don't have the patience or the ego or the uh, willingness to suffer the uh, politics of just personal destruction. That just wasn't it for me, and, and my reputation was too important to me. <laughs> But God bless these folks that uh, want to to make a difference and go into office. But as soon as you get elected, you walk into, let's say, the House, and uh, whoever's your leader of the party is going to tell you, you vote with us mm -hmm. or you don't get anything passed. You know, so you can't take care of the people you're supposed to be representing unless you're pulling the party line. Uh, it's really disgusting. I do. I do think term limits uh, should be instituted. Oh, let me let me say something to that. I've been preaching or demanding that on social media, and I'm not only for term limits; those we really mm -hmm. have to get. I'm for age limits, and I'm for wealth limits because if you reach a certain age where you are close to dementia, like mm -hmm. our resident right now, or other people in Congress, you have no business making decisions over a nation like the USA or any nation. Or if you are a multimillionaire or more, you have no consideration and no, you, you don't represent us anymore. You know, you are all about the money. Why do these people in Congress and our government get so wealthy on our back? That's not what should happen. So something is wrong there and they have this lifelong a job pretending to represent us, which of course they don't. They represent their own um, their own ideology and their own interests, and get richer and richer on the back of Americans, and that has to stop. So I am, of course, I know age and wealth limits will never happen. Term limits might never happen either, but those are the least we need to get in. We need to work on that. And I say to everyone, people do need, like what Craig just mentioned, need to get involved on a local and state level. Um, and so many say, oh, I work, I have this, I have a family. Well, most people we work with in these political action committees are still in, in a job world or have all, some even have small children. It's not like you do several hours, whatever, each day. You give the time you can give, but it is important. We need to get the rhinos out. We need to get all the corrupt people out, and that's not something that will happen in a few months or even just in a few years. But we have to be very active and help with everything we can do to hopefully make that happen and find people 
well, to say it bluntly, in a way, I think the GOP needs to be replaced mm -hmm. instead of being reformed, because I think it's way to undermine all what is happening now in my eyes would never be, hap ha be happening if the GOP wasn't as undermined and corrupted in a large part of the membership, the active politicians, mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, as it is. Well, you know, a, a couple of points. Yeah. One, you were talking about wealth. And I, I wonder, I have a little bit different take on that, that if someone, if they didn't grow up in wealth, but if they are self-made and are wealthy, my thought was that then they don't need to take other people's money to get elected. They don't need to take court, you know, money from corporations and be beholden to them, that they might be a little more independent. I may be wrong, but that was kind of my thought on that. And that's the other thing. I think um, contributions to candidates need to be limited to <clears throat> financial contributions. See, we have so many wealthy people uh, who are running, have run in recent years, and they still take all the lobbyists' money. They're not using or use a tiny portion of their old money, uh, their own money, uh, to run during campaigning. Uh, they still fundraise and get money thrown at them. And I think we, how often do we hear after the fact that someone misappropriated uh, campaign money? Uh, and yeah, I think there has to be a handle put on that where that will be much harder. But I just think our politics in general also is so corrupted that this will this is impossible to tone down at this point. I, I'm praying that we can get through all this and correct yes. things without yes. violence. Um, I've, I've, I'm becoming fearful that uh, we're not going to be able to do that. But uh, I think that term limits are essential. We need to cap campaign funding uh, so that everybody's kind of on an even plane. And uh, oh, voting fraud should have death should have yeah. a death penalty as it is the foundation of our republic. It's treason. And and yeah. just so everyone knows, it, it isn't just this past election. It's it, this has been going on. You know, Republicans have been doing it. It's across party lines. Doesn't have anything to do with that. It's just gotten worse and worse. Well, uh, Lyndon Johnson won his Senate race in Texas uh, because all the dead voters in Duval <laughs> County. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, the 2020 election was certainly the biggest fraud they've ever. Uh, pulled off. And the Democrats didn't do it alone. It was this international cabal, I guess, of globalists who needed Trump out of the way to go on with their agenda, because he was certainly nipping away at it. Mm -hmm. And so many parts of it. Um, when you remember some of the info that came out through alternate people as well, the servers in Germany then a server in, in Switzerland, everything that was involved in this election fraud in November 2020, it was partially orchestrated from overseas, which makes this so much more scary in a way, because it shows the size of the gang, whatever you want to call them, of globalists who are so absolutely hell-bent on bringing America down because America needs to fall for them to be able 
to install their new world order, whatever you want to call it, um, America cannot be standing strong. So America has to be brought to her knees for that. And uh, getting Trump out was part mm -hmm. of that. In my yes, eyes. and I think I think as technology advances more and more, it that's it makes it more and more yeah. possible to, for fraud to be on a larger scale. Yes, absolutely. So I think Craig, you were you said something about civic duty, and and that got me thinking. Um, you know, I I don't think civic duty has been really taught for a long time. Like, I don't even know if civics has been taught for a long time. Well, we, we have, you're right. We have to bring civics back into the schools. Uh, and we also need to bring in American history. Mm -hmm. uh, also the Hollywood crowd. Um, and of course the, the big money behind that. When was the last time you saw a movie that, that showed police as the heroes mm -hmm. or soldiers as the heroes? It's it's twisted now to where uh, you don't have any heroes like that. Also, the real heroes, uh, like our uh, Medal of Honor uh, recipients, name some. You know, our kids today, they probably can't name one. Mm -hmm. And they are not uh, uh, honored the way they should be. They don't have the respect that they used to get. But part of that is because Hollywood plays all that stuff down. They don't want real heroes. Politicians sure don't want real heroes because they might run against them. <laughs> uh, that's why they're all taken from the comic books. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's exactly right, Janine. Mm -hmm. I hadn't thought of that. Well, and and the thing with civics, too, you know, it it's got me thinking that because we're such, for all the money that, that America has, we're probably the one of the most unhealthy nations in the world. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard to have a job, have a family, and also put in time volunteering to, uh, you know, to, to fulfill your civic duty. If you're, if you're tired, and you're not feeling well, and you're unhealthy. And I don't think that any of that is a coincidence. Well, you've tweaked me on something that's very important to me, and that's recruiting for the military. Mm -hmm. Recruiting has become terribly hard because the kids are not in shape. They can't pass the weight standards or the physical standards. Um, so your population that you're recruiting from has really shrunk. But it's even gotten harder because of the way the military is being led with this wokeness when I was uh, a young man, my father taught me and my brother that we owed the nation uh, two years service, preferably as officers, because we'd be uh, college graduates. Mm -hmm. My brother served six and I served 27. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would have served 30, but my body had broken down. <laughs> Didn't lead from the front anymore. Mm. But, uh, uh, you know, when you've got leadership like the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, which I refer to as thoroughly, thoroughly modern Millie, um, he left 84 billion, or allowed, $84 billion worth of our equipment and technology mm. to stay in Afghanistan when we retreated from there. 
What was that about? I couldn't, I know, I remember that. I couldn't believe it. That whole thing was such a foobar. Well, it wasn't a mistake. They intended to do it. Uh, And that also has just kind of disappeared. You hardly hear anything about that anymore. But think of the amount of technology that the enemy could get out of our helicopters, tanks, uh, well, any of the more modern equipment that we left over there. And good Lord, uh, pray they don't, they didn't leave stingers behind because stingers could be a terrible terrorist weapon. So why was it left behind, all this equipment? I, I have no idea why. I just know that it was hmm. really an act of treason. Mm-hmm. Well, it certainly weakened our military because now we do not have that equipment. We are lacking that equipment. And what about all the military personnel that have been jabbed that have heart yeah. heart uh, issues or have died or have neurological yes. issues? Or I mean, that's we're under attack. It's just a different attack, right? See, that's what makes this so interesting because people don't realize that we're at war because it's not. It's yeah. not a typical type of war. Yeah, this is an information war and a bio war. And it's uh, and it's a societal war, the way I see it as well, with what is going on just in our society. We've never been this divided. Then a whole other issue with the LGBTQ and transgender, That's that could take up a whole other podcast, I guess, but Mm -hmm. there's so much that is forced on society to divide us more, to destroy not just the traditions and the normal foundation that America was built on, but that most societies were built on. And uh, it is just accelerating because it's the typical people like Soros and there was a time when I could not even hear that word anymore, that name. Mm-hmm. It just it just made me too aggressive. And there was a time where I also didn't be- wanted to believe that everything came from Soros. But whenever you look even overseas at who is doing the activism, who is paying, it's through his foundation. He has foundations in over, I think, over 130 countries oh. overseas. Mm. Germany didn't have BLM before George Floyd you know, mm-hmm. and didn't just appear overnight that was heavily funded, like everything is heavily funded from certain by certain people. But I think the division and the hatred we see in our American society is part of the whole agenda of bringing the country down, because there will never be a uniting and a healing like Biden so idiotically in my eyes talked about. There can be no solidarity anymore because that is not what the left wants anyway Mm. they want to enforce their only worldview which is very totalitarian in in its approach and everyone who does not agree with it needs to be silenced this whole cancel culture idiocy that has ruined people's lives because some leftists simply decided they read something on social media. I used to be on Twitter. Of course, I fell victim of the to the perch. Mm-hmm. There are from I, I've monitored over seventy BLM 
and Antifa accounts on Twitter, just for my own fun, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They pride themselves on ruining people's lives by doxing them, by calling or going or writing to the employers of certain co of people, conservatives, who did not even do anything hateful, simply disagreeing or putting memes out that were half as, I don't know what you want to call it, half as uh, bad. I can't think of the word I'm looking for right now. <laughs> less polite than what the left usually puts out. And for that, they get their lives ruined. And to keep us at each other's throat, not necessarily in physically, but, you know, online and in, in our expressions and in uh, how many how many families and friendships have fallen apart over this in the last Ugh. six years, yeah. you know. Terrible. It's all a plan. The psyop operation going on with the schools is terrible. Yeah, God. Um, it, it's disgusting. We were in a meeting just the other night that was talking about uh, the books that are being put into the libraries and the schools and put on the uh, advanced uh, reading lists for uh, students to to read that are just totally inappropriate, age inappropriate mm -hmm. for those youth. Um, and this, you know, I look at this big picture with the depopulation uh, idea. And if you haven't heard of uh, Bill Gates' documentary uh, or the documentary about Bill Gates and him talking about depopulation, um, his own words, you need to look that up. Mm -hmm. But uh, things like abortion, uh, the LGBTQ stuff that's going on, uh, that all trends toward depopulation. Right. Yeah. I mean, like with Planned Parenthood, I used to think that that was, that was on the up and up, that that was a good thing until I found out that, you know, most of the clinics are in low income, yeah. uh, black, Hispanic, whatever neighborhoods. And that, that it was Margaret Sanger, is that her name? Yes, that, Margaret. yeah, that her goal, yeah, was to reduce the black population. I right. had no idea. I still yeah. do think a, a person should be able to choose what they want to do, but all of this is, it's gotten out of hand. I saw something where a woman was saying, you should be able to terminate a, a pregnancy right up until birth and even after. Or, I mean, I was like, what is wrong with? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I I have a shocker for you. I am extremely pro-choice, but the choice is whether or not to have unprotected sex. Mm -hmm. Everything after that is about avoiding responsibility. Yeah, I have to say, I mean, the usual rape, incest, those things uh, to me are um, a no-brainer. Right. If if I had a child that was raped at a very young age, I most likely would not want her to be pregnant and have a baby at 12 or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. But yeah, I also believe in responsibility. Why is it easier for people to terminate sometimes in the second trimester? So, so many people think it only happens in the first trimester. No, it happens a lot in the second trimester also when the baby is really developed. Mm -hmm. Why is it so much easier for women nowadays to terminate a life that at that point they probably, well, they can already feel inside them, but they're not willing to take contraceptives? 
Mm-hmm. It's so fascinating because I really do think that we have all been groomed to see things differently than we saw them decades ago, you know, Um, and my my body, my choice that worked up until recently. Yeah. Until the vaccine. Yeah. (laughs) Until the jabs. Right. Yeah. 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 I would like to end this on a positive note. What can we do? And I do think it's, it does help to, you know, sign petitions, go to rallies, but yeah. also, I think you're right that on the local level, people have to get involved. We always think of of the, you know, the United States as a whole: Senate races, congressmen, presidential, all of that. But but really, it starts with with the local level. It start and the school boards are really, I think, a good yeah. place to start because how our children are educated is so important. I know so many people that have pulled their kids out of school. But for a lot of people, if both parents are working or something, they can't do that, you know, even if they want to. Yeah, we've got people in our group uh, that uh, are serving on school boards now and uncovering some things that are going on that they really don't want uncovered. But there's so much that needs to happen. I think if Trump did anything uh, right, it was that he showed us yeah. how to run a country, uh, how it should be run. Uh, if you take away the the mean tweets uh, and you just look, <laughs> you just look at what he accomplished uh, with so much turmoil going on around him. I mean, he made us energy independent. Mm-hmm. Uh, lowest unemployment in history. Um, no but, wars. It didn't start a war anyway. He didn't start a war. Well, and he certainly what he also accomplished was to make the left expose themselves because they were as hateful as we see them now already before. But Trump brought that out in them. Mm-hmm. And I was not a Trump fan. I wasn't either. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I was not, I had such a hard time with his personality, with mm-hmm. his rhetoric, with everything. <laughs> but at some point, I just forced myself to look past that and look at the actions. Yeah. Because that's what really counts. Everyone can say nice things and do the opposite. Just look at Obama. Right. I was just going to say that. Yeah. I, yeah. Somebody, uh, it was quite a while ago, and I, I, I wish I would have saved it, but somebody sent me a, it was like, I know you don't like him, but do you like the things that he's done? And there was a list of 20 different things, accomplishments. And yeah. I went through each one. I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I always thought Obama was great and boy, was I wrong. I I had no idea how many drone strikes he, you know, yeah. he, uh, I just, and a lot of other things that I just didn't realize. Well, he, he never described the transformation that he intended to make in America. Mm. And nobody, no journalists ever really followed that to the uh, truth. Mm-hmm. I believe that there was, there was not a coincidence that he chose the Secret Service name Renegade. And that's how I usually refer to him as when I'm on social media, because that's what he was. He was also... I believe now, knowing all the election fraud and what's going on, that even Obama was installed. I mean, yes, many people voted for him, no doubt about that. I rooted for him, although I was already conservative, because I 
preferred him over Hillary. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. who I call Satan's concubine at this point, he laid the foundation for the acceleration of everything that's going on. The He subverted our agencies, our government, everything. And uh, what we are seeing now with the FBI, the CIA, being involved in things that are not their business, and they're certainly not protecting Americans, they are protecting agendas. Uh, that was all started fundamentally under Obama. Mm-hmm. This is not on a good note, I guess, but uh, you need to watch closely the United Nations. Yes. Uh, they've got this vote coming up. Um, on the 22nd. Tedros uh, being taking our sovereignty away from us, basically, with the medical uh, pandemic s- situation. I'm concerned that Obama might reappear at some point nominated for secretary general of the UN. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. possible. This will be uploaded after the vote, but I don't know, because I don't know what the mainstream media is saying, but I, I don't know if if people who don't uh, listen to alternative media understand that this whole poo vote that most nations are going to vote yes. If there's any pandemic any crisis that the World Health Organization usurps our constitution, every yes. country, every country, it will take over and tell yep. everyone what to do. And I, yeah. I just can't even believe that it's happening. It's just, wow. Yeah, it's well, it's one of those things, like so many other things you wouldn't don't want to believe now, but wait until it happens. And then it's like, whoops, another one came true. Well, Janine, we need another hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's a lot we can do to make it a little more positive. As Craig mentioned, and as I said, I think uh, people need to get more involved mm-hmm. in in our country, in our politics. And so much can be done from home. So people can volunteer a little bit of work on the computer. There, there are so many things. I mean, it's endless what people can do to support certain political groups or whatever. I think we can slow this down. I'm not sure we can stop what is coming, the this whole big agenda. Mm-hmm. But I think we still have the capacity to slow it down, but we need the right people in our government. And that's the big part. And it starts at the local level because you can never just make big changes in D.C. You need to start at the local level when you vote in the people that go to D.C. Right. That's the way I look at it. And mm-hmm. I think there's a lot we can do, but it, we need all hands on deck this coming election and in the next presidential election. Because the left is very, um, is masterful and having their armies of activists out, as we also saw with the mules. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, they are very good at organizing and getting hundreds of thousands of people actually during all big elections to go out and help. And we on the right need to do that, too. We cannot be complacent and wait for other people to do it. We need to do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. And I think that um, being involved is really important right now. And I do I do think that if we can slow this process down, that we have much more of an opportunity to possibly be able to change course. Yes. 
because they're really pushing. They're really pushing hard yeah. to depopulate, you know, more jabs, more jabs. With every jab, your immune system is getting weaker and weaker. You're more likely to not be here in three to five years. Starve people, just do everything they can to create crisis after crisis and totally... Um, What's the word I want? But it's it's like just create such a fear that they feed off of yeah, and yeah. that they use. I think that's I think that's another thing is to not be in fear. Um and I know it's hard with everything going on. Focus on your family, focus on your community, focus on on maybe growing food together, whatever you can do to to create community and you know, not be in fear. Yeah. yeah, I I've told people to maybe, and we need still need to do it ourselves. And of course, we live in the right area. But before the big uh, food shortage might hit, how artificial or genuine it might be, it doesn't even matter if it will be a food shortage. People, especially if they're outside the big cities, should form a relationship with farmers, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so they can because farmers are told to burn their crop to kill their cattle. And they've been told that for over two years already, and they get paid to do so. But people should, friends should form a group and go to a farmer and say, hey, we'll buy a whole cow from you or stuff like that. And hopefully the farmer will give them a good price so both sides will benefit from it. Right. Right. And I hope that we also will see a lot of the people in the medical field who were fired over not getting jabbed, that maybe they will actually start an alternate medical um system in a way. Yes, I had uh, Dr. Cami Benton on. I've had her on a couple of times. And that's one of the things that she's doing. That's her, her goal yeah. is to create an alternative medical system. And she's working on that. Wonderful. So yes. I know a lot of people are uh, in the area that I live in, uh, medical workers who will not get the jab have gotten together and they're creating alternate systems. Yes, we need to see that everywhere because th they will survive and uh, people will need medical. But I still believe, well, we got, did, didn't even ever get to the digital ID. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, I know. I know. Because that really is, I mean, that is the end goal. Okay, so yes. depopulation and then the digital ID. And I, I know some people think that, oh, that, well, you know, what's wrong with that? Well, one ID everything's on there and you are totally controlled. Yeah. If you post something and they don't, and they, the they. Yeah. The pe people who think that that is a benign little thing to be implemented, they have absolutely not been paying attention from the uh, Chinese social credit system that is already slowly implemented here. When you look at the banks, you know, who have withheld assets because they went to some foundation or some, donation requests, like with the truckers in, in uh, Canada even, mm -hmm. but we had similar stuff here in the U.S. Those things are already starting here. But once we have the digital ID, we're not doing anything without that anymore. And then that's where you really need the alternate health system, the alternative uh, farmers markets with the uh, relationship with the farmers, because with that, they can ruin your life in a heartbeat. Right. And another thing that people should do if they haven't already is if you're in a big bank, switch to a credit union. At least yeah. that is safer right now. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't have anything. I wouldn't have any of my money in a big bank. 
Yeah, there are so many things that people can do. They just have to sit down, start researching a little bit, making a list, and then starting to implement that into their own life. But there are things we can do to slow this down, to counter it, to resist. And resist is really what we need to do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to well, survive. I, I still feel Chris Guy is, and I ha- I've had him on the podcast, I think he's correct. Just say no. Exactly. Yes. Stand up and just say no. Yes, correct. There's way more of us than there are the people who are controlling us. And if everyone just gets a spine and says no, there's nothing they can do about it. Very correct. Exactly. But too many people are too intimidated and too fearful. And that has to stop. I'm still seeing people wearing masks. Yes, alone in the car still. Yep. Oh, it's, you know, I know there's part of me that laughs and there's a part of me that that feels very sad that this yeah. that this person is so f- afraid. Yeah, imagine what kind of... They're in the car by themselves and wearing yeah. a mask. It's yeah. really sad. Well, we're headed to uh, uncharted territory here in the next few months. Uh prior to this election, uh, the Dems are going to do everything they can to institute mail-in votes uh, or cancel the election. False and flag. false flags are, are coming, and it's the fear of, uh, weapon of fear these days, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this pandemic, uh, monkeypox or whatever it's called, yeah. <laughs> Uh, coming out right now. Boy, in the timing of this, just amazing. Well, and let me say this, I just, because I looked it up. There are only 80 case cases worldwide of monkeypox. And Biden goes and buys how many million? 119 million, I think. Was yeah, v- vials or for, no. $419 million. He, he, he buys vaccine. vaccine after 80 cases cases worldwide some of which are in Europe, which, of course, is a little unusual. No one has died, and they're freaking out over this, so you know this is artificial. Is monkeypox normally found in Africa? or Yes. Yeah. Nigeria has 3,000 cases, approximately 3,000 cases each year. We never hear about that. Right, right. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, wow. There's so much more, you know, the summer of rage that was... Uh, threatened by the left if Roe versus Wade is overturned. Then, of course, Bill Gates and all the things he's done in Africa and in India and some of his proxy companies that were sued. There's so much more we could talk about, but I think we need to keep hope, we need to keep faith, and we need to stand strong, Janine Strong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so some of the things you can do are just say no. That's yes. one thing. Get together Absolutely. with with friends, with people in your community, in your neighborhood. Like we have um, once or twice every two weeks, there's a group in my area that meets and to talk about, you know, what they can do to support each other. They just recently did a big like bulk food order um, together. Uh, they have people come in and, and talk about gardening, growing microgreens, um, you know, whatever to help educate people. They help each other out. And then when somebody has a problem, maybe 
their furnace is broken or something. Maybe there, you yeah. know, there might be somebody in the, in, in the group who can fix it or, you know, can do something. So there are things you can do. It doesn't have to be like running for mayor or something that. No, there's so many other things. Yeah. 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 So great. Well, thank you so much. Craig and Mo for being on the podcast. And this has been a, you know, it's been a good conversation. We've covered a lot of ground. I feel like it's, it's hopefully has opened up uh, some new threads for people to explore and to try to understand. Because I personally find this to be everything that's going on to be very difficult to understand, yeah. you know. Um, from the way I'm wired, I can't even imagine how people can think the way they are to to orchestrate this. Yeah. I never thought I'd live through a time like this because it's like a bad movie. Yeah, it is. Oh, I think it's a very, very bad movie. <laughs> yes. It's a, it's the one that you can't switch off, unfortunately. <laughs> and it's really poorly written. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. And, and hopefully we can find a way to have a, a good outcome for this yes. bad movie. Yes, we need to. We yeah. need to all work together. Well, I'm glad to hear you talking about your group that gets together because we've got groups that do that. Um, uh, we call them silent nights, but mm -hmm. uh, they get together once a month or uh, we haven't for a while now because of the COVID stuff, but uh, get together and anonymously take care of people in the community. Nice. So you're a silent K-N-I-G-H-T. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Yeah, a lot of people come to me or I get calls if somebody's really sick and, you know, what can they do? And I help them figure out, like, how much ivermectin for their body weight and make sure they've got all the supplements and, you know, whatever's needed and get a nebulizer and, you know, how to use your nebulizer and what to put yeah. in it and all that stuff. So that's how I've been helping people. Yeah, so many people don't know that and hydroxychloroquine, all this is actually available uh, easier and cheaper from overseas, but people can order it online and mm -hmm. could even when it was banned, but you mm -hmm. had to go to overseas companies. And if you buy it here in the US, it's usually very overpriced, but it's also available. And you can use the horse paste, believe it or not. Yes. Um, yes. I, who is it? Dr. Hoff. I was listening to, um, oh gosh, I can't think of the other doctor's name right now, but they usually tour together. And I guess Dr. Hoff was sick and he decided to try the horse paste just for the heck of it. Yeah, we know people who have. And it worked. Yeah. yeah. It's ivermectin's ivermectin, you know. Was it I Dr. McCullough? No, um, he's a really good speaker. I really enjoyed him. It was uh, Doctors on uh, Tour. They were here in my area, and I went to I went to listen to them speak. It was three doctors, yeah. But Doctor Hoff usually is part of it, but he had another commitment and he couldn't yeah. be on this tour. But um, uh, yeah, he he used horse pace. That was my understanding anyway, and that it it worked just fine. I tell people if you've got veterinary, because I have veterinary ivermectin liquid, and it doesn't make any difference. It's all the same. That's what I thought for a long time. It was my understanding. And then a friend told me that they talked to a pharmacist and he said it was all the same. So yeah, that was good enough for me. Okay. Well, thank you, guys. Well, this, well, is, this you. has been almost painless. 
<laughs> Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. <laughs> You're very welcome. You guys. <laughs> oh, I can't talk. I'm laughing. You guys take care. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening and a sincere thank you to Craig and Mo Carlson for standing up and speaking truth. The podcast website is realjanine.com and Janine is J-A-N-E-A-N. Please consider subscribing through your favorite podcast provider and please share this conversation with your friends and family. And you can also find video slideshows of my conversations on YouTube for the older ones and the current ones on BitChute. Please share this important conversation with your family and friends. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, take care and be well. Oh, 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 o